the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. As is well known, of course, the price of homes has been going up and up over the last several years, making it almost impossible for young people to enter the home buying market. So today I'm talking with London Free Press reporter Jonathan Juha about a new Canadian study which looked at exactly what caused this problem, what could be done to make it more affordable, and if that's even feasible. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Not too bad on yourself. Good, good. So let's just talk about the study. This was done uh, at, at a university in BC. Is that right? Who did the study? So this study was conducted by Professor uh, Paul Kershaw. He's a policy professor at UBC. And it's a study looking at the different sort of like markets uh, across the country and sort of like trying to compare what it takes or what it would take to get into the housing market now to compare to what it did a few decades ago. Sort of like compare whether the conditions that uh, young buyers are facing now uh, to what uh, young buyers in the 1980s, let's say, uh, were facing and to see whether there's still sort of like the same purchasing power, the same equality of opportunity uh, as it was back then as it is now. And mm-hmm. basically the answer is no. Uh, prices have, have grown uh, significantly faster than the earning power of Canadians especially for these demographic young people between the ages of, you know, 25 to 34, which is when um, the majority of, of, of people are sort of like trying to enter into the market. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it included some staggering figures. Like for example, back in the eighties, uh, it would take a person on, on their earnings sort of like about an average of four years to be able to save for that 20% down payment, uh, even though interest rates were much higher back then. But just yeah. getting that down payment, it only took about four years on average. That number now has gone up to um, 19 years. Um, so definitely just, just even getting your, your, your foot on the door, it's, it's, it's a lot harder. Um, the other aspect on the other side of the coin would be the average earning for uh, this age group here in London would need to be like around 100000 to perhaps be able to match what the prices have grown over the past uh, few years. And even the decline that we have seen, you know, uh, starting in the spring of 2022 has not been enough to sort of like bring that equality uh, back into balance. Right. Yeah. We have seen prices go down. Interest rates are going up. Anybody kind of my age, you know, I had parents who bought a home in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and everybody, you know, boomers will talk about, oh, the interest rates in the 80s were double digits, you know, 18%. It was so expensive. But that compared to now is is not it's not it's nothing right i mean it's it's really not yeah comfortable. so yeah so the study also looks at, at, a little bit at that, at that and, and in my conversation with professor kersher he does mention obviously it was hard back then obviously having such high interest rates it's not like getting into the market was sure. just you know a given right but right. he doing the math he said even at that at those high interest rates the annual mortgage payment payment a person was making was about twenty one thousand dollars a year you go back to let's say 2021 when prices were increasing, but the interest rates were at, were at historic lows, like 0.25% was what the Bank of Canada had it at, at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but even even having that very small uh, interest rate or, or record low interest rates compared to the price of the house still makes up that annual mortgage payment, it's about $41,000 a year. So yeah, you had back in the day, wow significantly higher interest rates, but 
on a significantly cheaper uh, property. So there's still some imbalance even in, in, in that point. And, and the studies continues to suggest that it's even harder for younger generations now to get into the market than it was for, for those in, in the 80s. Young people now, I mean, they're still trying to buy a home because that's the goal of a lot of people is to, to have their own property. Um, so, But, you know, they're not able to enter the market, but it's not for their lack of trying, right? Like they are, they're working, they're saving, they're, they're doing everything they can to try to enter the housing market, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it. Uh, he, the professor also makes that point that it's not like a for lack of trying or like a work ethic or lack of education because there are many professionals who simply... You know, sometimes entering the housing market, it's, it's, it's all about timing, right? And could not enter fast enough. And then even though they make a good earning or, or have a decent career, they're still finding it hard to, 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 to get into the market. And that's where it says there has been a little bit of a disconnect between the price growth for homes Mm -hmm. and the earning ability of, of, of Canadians over the past uh, several years. Um, study also mentions how, you know, even that very cheap interest rate was one of the reasons why prices are like skyrocket over the past two years combined with everything that happened during the pandemic. Mm. It, it was also like they were growing up, uh, prices were growing at a pace that were not really connected to other, you know, economic fundamentals, I guess, right? Uh, so that also makes the issue, the issue even harder. Uh, for for younger families now, Do, and, and, and talking about yeah, I, I was just gonna say also you're talking about parents. That's why you also hear these stories of parents now also having a bigger role in having helping out their children get into mm. the market. You know, maybe they mm -hmm. set the property with some of the equity they help pay for the down payment. Um, so you are seeing sort of like those extra helps for 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 young people entering the market, but obviously not everyone has that possibility as well. Sure. Yeah. You, I mean, you, I was going to ask you, how, how did we get here and why? Because um, you did touch on that a little bit. Um, but now you've brought up more questions for me. But first of all, let's let's expand a little bit on how we got to this place where where housing prices are so incredibly high. And now we've had to raise raise interest rates because of uh, in, inflation and, and housing, the housing market and prices yeah. in general. Right. Like we're trying to balance it out. But how did we get into this situation in the first place? So if you look at the housing market for London specifically, maybe in the 1990s or the 2000s, uh, for the most part, it was a very stable market in the sense that you saw sort of like gains on uh, the, like the, the properties to appreciate it, but they did it like a very slow pace, maybe one, two percent a year. So very slowly. We, it's around 2015 when we start to see sort of like prices gain a lot faster than that. And part of the situation that was happening was Many baby boomers who were living in the Toronto area, you know, obviously price home prices are higher there. They were selling their properties as they hit retirement age, took that equity, and then were able to come into the market and get, you know, a bigger uh, bang for the buck, right? Uh, mm -hmm. With the same money, they could even for less money, they could get more of a house here, bigger houses, uh, more luxury finishes, and things like that. So we started to see sort of like that. Uh, deep pocket of GTA buyers sort of like start coming into the market. And that's when we start to see some of the faster schemes for homes, right? Mm -hmm. All of that accelerated with the pandemic. You have now, on, on the one hand, you have, you know, the, the uh, stay at home order. So people definitely started to feel, okay, if I need to be working at home and I need to have my kids here, the mm -hmm. space that I have, it's not enough. I need something bigger. And then at the same time, you have the work from, from home phenomenon where people, okay, like I don't need to be close to my downtown office in Toronto anymore. I can work for, 
anywhere because I'm doing everything remotely. So that opened the possibilities for people to start to look farther afield. And, 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 and that's what we have started to see. So that accelerated even more the number of buyers coming from other regions to more affordable places like London, Woodstock, all of Southwestern Ontario has sort of like seen that wave of buyers arrive and that accelerated the prices. And again, we got to a point where interest rates were very low, home prices were going up. Some of the, some people were like, okay, if I don't go, get into the market right now, maybe I won't be able to because the prices are just gonna run away from me. So it created sort of like a perfect storm of different factors for people trying to uh, enter into the market. And we just saw so much uh, demand for the supply that we had here. And even though construction has kept up, it was just not enough to absorb all of it. So we saw prices going up. Now, mm-hmm. when we started to see inflation again, the Bank of Canada back in the spring of last year started increasing interest rates. And that has definitely cooled down the market as monthly payments for mortgages, even though the average price of a home continues to go down. The increase in interest rates still continues that to mean that you are actually better off buying even at a higher price, but a cheaper uh, interest rate uh, for mm-hmm. your monthly payments. Sure. So talk about how, uh, and you didn't touch on this already, how are young people affording to buy homes? Because some are, some are getting into the market and they're buying homes. Um, because I think some people think, oh, it's never going to come down. It's never going to be that affordable again. I might as well do it now. They're having help from their parents, as you mentioned, but how else are they doing? Are they living with other families? Are they moving away from London? Like are all these, you know, people from the GTA coming to London and then pushing Londoners to other centers? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because in the, in the last uh, update from uh, Statistics Canada about the population trends here in the London and in, in, in its latest update, we did see for the first time in a few years, we lost about a thousand people uh, in the city moving to other provinces. So from that period between 2015 to 2021, we were sort of like the fastest growing community in Ontario. We were not only gaining people from the GTA and other parts of Ontario, we were also gaining people from other provinces coming here. On top of that, you know, the international migration. But now we're seeing a little bit of a reversal of that trend. We're seeing people leaving to other uh, provinces, Atlantic Canada, uh, it's one that it's been lately in the news, as you know, obviously the, the, the price of homes, it's it's cheaper. So a lot of people are starting to also look uh, further afield as to where uh, they can afford when they can get that home mm-hmm. that they want. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about um, some of the suggestions from the study that were made to uh, to make things more affordable. Certainly, it, the study says housing prices have to come down and or uh, the earnings of uh, the average earnings have to go up. So just expand on that and then add how feasible is that? Is that like a likely scenario? So so it, these, these are not presented as solution per se as to the problem. It, it's more like a look at what the conditions would need to be for the market to be more accessible and affordable. So uh, the study suggests that one aspect of the equation that would have to change would be sort of like for home prices to drop by about 350,000 from their 2021 peak. That would put homes are like around the 325, $350,000 mark, right? Um, or if the um, home prices do not continue to drop or don't drop to that level, another solution potentially could be that obviously uh, the earning power would increase. So for people for this generation, uh, 25 to 34, who are usually on average making around $50,000 a year, they need to be making like about a hundred, right? So it's not so much a solution. It's saying like to bring back that equilibrium and, and, and that affordability to the market, 
mm. how would the market need to look like right now? Obviously, mm. those are not very feasible solutions that would happen from one day to another. Uh, but uh, the point is to say that, you know, something definitely does need to change. If it is construction of more homes, we also need to be talking about the type of homes that we're building, not just the luxury property that is going to cost 900 a million dollars um, uh, to the buyer because that's not going to do much to help young families trying to enter the market. So you also need to be building homes that are at a more uh, affordable uh, price points or like the entry home um, for families and, and, and things like that. Or perhaps maybe it is that uh, the market continues to stay a little bit more stable and we don't see the gains that we're seeing allowing earnings to catch up a little bit. And that's sort of like part of the solution what uh, a little bit of the idea behind the uh, provincial government's plan of build the 1.5 million homes over the next 10 years is to increase the supply to a point where prices do not go as fast allowing people to sort of like catch up to the market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll still, you know, the jury is out as to see whether that will be uh, enough to sort of like bring that affordability and make it really something that is not out of reach for many, but mm-hmm. but it's just a, a wait and see at this point to see if the policies that are now being put in place to try to accelerate that construction of homes uh, pay off. It's certainly a long-term plan. Um, did this? Did the study mention at all, or do you know in talking with experts, any long-term effects um, of keeping young people out of the housing market? Like if young people can't can't get into the housing market you know, if it takes them 19 years to save, they could be 40 before they buy their first home. Are there long-term effects for keeping them that, that, that result in keeping them out of the market? The, the study itself, I, I don't recall going into sort of like long-term effects, but you can see a real-time effect uh, on rents actually. Mm. Uh, and, and you see it in London. We have seen in London how rents have risen dramatically as well uh, over the past few years. They have doubled in, in the past six years. And, you know, a two-bedroom apartment now, it's average, the asking price is about $2,000. But part of the equation as well is that, like, if you cannot enter the housing market as a renter, you're staying renting longer. So that unit is not becoming available for the next person who needs it, right? right. So we're keeping this, the, the supply of units very tight in the in the city. And the, uh, the supply... Uh, there's a, I'm trying to remember the vacancy rate, the vacancy rate in the city has yes. been hovering between two, 2.5%, 3% over the past uh, few years. So you're seeing that that's an effect as well. Like if, if people were more easily able to enter into the housing market, you're at least releasing some of that pressure and more units are becoming available. There's less competition perhaps, and that mm-hmm. can help control some little bit of prices. But in the short term, keeping people from entering the market is one of the elements that is also impacting uh, rentals. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Jonathan. It, it doesn't seem like there's a, an immediate solution, but this is kind of a long-term thing that of course, many officials have been thinking of and, and working on. We will keep an eye on your stories and certainly follow your reporting at lfpress.com. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me.